0: Hello and welcome to another special edition of My Life in Games covering E3 2019. More, right after this. You know, it seems only like yesterday I experienced my first bout with CD Projekt Red, and that was due to the recommendation of a friend of mine who said, hey, Sage, I know you love story-driven games, and this is one you should definitely check out. My experience has been with Knights of the Old Republic, and before that, my very first MMORPG experience on Sega Dreamcast with Fantasy Star Online. So I was skeptical, to say the least, when I'm recommended a new game. You never know how it's going to go. And and certainly the the recommender feels the same bit of trepidation. How are they going to take it? Witcher 3 to this day is a game that I play through often and go back to play the DLCs as well. I look at it as fondly as I did Knights of the Old Republic. I thought this was a great opportunity to see CD Projekt Red's talk at the Novo while we were at E3 2019, and I was curious what is behind the draw to CDPR's story-driven games.
1: Our, our philosophy always was that first of all, it's personal. So I, I co-founded the company with Mihal. Mihal is still one of the key shareholders. Uh, we are in touch. It's not. Uh at the company active anymore but um, in terms of the board we are a group of friends working together for 15-20 years. Um, also we control a significant part of the company so we have full control of, 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 of our fate. and I think this is fundamental to what we are doing because um, uh, there is nobody telling us what to do, these are always our choices and uh, I think that's that's why we can we can take very brave decisions both creatively and, and on the business front. Like, uh, and it, it, it's not that I'm so smart right now because that's, uh, that's uh, how I am. It's because we learned it the hard way. So um, obviously we've built the company step by step, bit by bit. And if you look, for example, at Witcher 1, uh, we needed financing towards the end of the project, and uh, we had to do uh, sort of a publishing arrangement. I mean, we kept all the intellectual property uh, rights and uh, full creative control, but we had Atari as a, as a publisher. And things we were struggling with, like the box and what goes into the box. So the mm, initial launch edition in the West and in the U.S. was just a DVD box uh, with an o slip sleep-on. And the Eastern European one, when we had full control, were like four DVD boxes uh, with a soundtrack, with a huge game compendium. So um, you know, we're learning sort of uh, incrementally uh, that if we want to really deliver what we want to deliver, we have to have full freedom across across the whole sort of production process. So from the mm, inception of the idea and, and deciding whether we want to go ahead with it or not to the moment that the gamer holds the game in his or her hands or right now on the hard drive because uh, a lot of us is downloading the game. So I think this is fundamental. We we do everything ourselves. So if we suck somewhere, it's on us. It's nobody else to blame. But if it's a success, it's the success of the people and of the teams. And, And we are actually, I am immensely proud of it.
0: CDPR is singular and unique with narrative and storytelling. And we've seen developers chase the flavor of the month all too often at the detriment of uh, continuing a series especially my personal experience with Witcher 3 when I saw that there were DLCs coming out DLCs are I've never had one that satisfied me 100 percent there's been great DLCs and there's some that I'll remember always Witcher 3 was the only one that gave me that continuation of a story and a lot of it to satisfy uh, my need. And it stayed true to the story that came with the initial release of the game. But all too often, as new genres of game, we think more recently of Battle Royale, developers change up their style. They change the genre of game that they're known for building. And it turns into something completely different, either for good or for bad. Does the evolving developmental landscape affect what we see in CDPR's future.
1: I think, um, actually, people, and that's what Keanu said on stage, that he was drawn to a fascinating story, and, yeah. and I think that's that's the beauty of, uh, of, of the games you are doing. You know, I think people always love great stories, and we're great storytellers, so, uh, uh, uh I, I, I don't think this is going to change anytime soon, right. and, uh... Development of technology it will, will just allow us to to deliver it to, 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 to more gamers all around the world. Yeah. So one who cannot afford a console or or or, 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 or you know high spec PC, uh, maybe we'll be able to stream the game somehow on, on, on iPad or, or, or something else. Yes, right. just just with a hand controller. So I think this is super exciting in terms of the of the online experience. I mean, we, we have some R and D. We definitely would like to learn. And obviously, Gwen, our our Witcher yeah. card game. It, it, it's a it's a huge learning lesson uh, for us in terms of how to operate a live game and, right. and how to get constant updates. Having said that, I think we, we are fully focused and committed to storytelling and right. uh, and this epic experiences. So yes, expanding, definitely we are looking right. to that. But uh, uh, here and now, it's, it's it's big story games like like Cyberpunk Future. Uh, but woo, wow. Wow.
0: Witcher 3 DLCs included Hearts of Stone and Blood and Wine, with nearly 20 hours of additional content. Most would say, like me, I always wanted more story, but the DLCs did carry a weighty sum of content. They really did. Witcher 3 maintains a fan following today, and we always want more Witcher 3. Who doesn't? Is it safe to assume we'll see similar expansions in Cyberpunk 2077?
1: Yeah. We're a well-organized company. We okay. have a roadmap. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: do not say anything else. <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> but it's always this, like, hey, so what's going to be in the fifth expansion? Right. Let me tell you. No, no. No. no, I'm just but I'm curious
0: about the cadence. Of, uh, like...
1: I mean, yeah, we, we, we have a solid plan. But but as I mentioned with The Witcher 3, what we've learned is that uh, we have to put uh, all we have and, and then some too. To finish the game and get yeah. in front of you guys, and then obviously you know we'd love to have more. But uh, also, I think it's it, it's interesting uh, uh, from sort of marketing PR standpoint. And uh, we do not want gamers to lose focus. Let's right. let's talk about the great thing that's coming and not the thing yeah. after it. And um, I think there will be there will be so many things to do and so many different ways yeah. uh, to to explore CP. Like because on top of the uh, of the open world uh, and the interactive story, we have the full character customization, so you know you can you can really be who you want to be in the game, and and then we have uh, the freedom of gameplay. So free, uh, uh, I mean the fluid class system, and, and so the way to, to tackle quests will be very different than The Witcher, and uh, I think there'll be a lot of uh, sort of repetitive takes take on certain quests, okay. but yeah, we, we definitely would like to tell more stories in, in Cyberpunk. Yeah.
0: My mind wanders back to Witcher 3. Could there be more in development simultaneously?
1: Yeah, I think, you know, we, we have a plan, but I think what's... what's uh, He's not going to share yeah, it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let me go home. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no but I think I was, it, what's interesting the, I think is that
1: the fans yeah no no just, just um, I, I, wanna, I wanna I wanna tell you I'll be how we approach it Yes. Yeah. obviously we have a plan and uh, we know what we want to do but then we look at things and and uh, actually we are, we're really looking uh, how gamers uh, uh, receive what we release how they like it and, and then we actually treat the plans. Uh, so yes we would laugh at certain points to tell more stories uh, about the Witcher but when and how I cannot tell you now so it is the CP now and then once we finish the game and uh, hopefully you guys like it uh, then we see okay so that's where we are That's what we've learned and right now we're we are taking it further because one thing with which which I hope is visible we are not a games factory um, We treat games as an art and uh, we want to mm, push the bar bar higher with every single game release. So it's not about getting Witcher 3.5 out there, which which would be fairly easy. Of course, it's still very difficult, but I know using the same engine, telling the same stories, uh, the technology is established, and and making a quick dollar. That's not about it. why we are working on CP right now and, and I think this will open a lot of new possibilities for us and we'll learn a lot in due course and then we'll be able to take this learning and hopefully you know work on on, on more great stuff so ultimately it's about delivering new yeah. amazing gaming experiences uh, with stories and, and and pushing the the, the the gaming and the gameplay further I think it's, it's it's a very fake statement but this is really our philosophy and actually like, I'm quite often laughing that if we would film our board, board meetings, it, it could be perceived as a freak show. Because <laughs> some, some people expect it to be like, you know, serious guys sitting in suits and, and you know, making plan. some calculations in <laughs> yeah. accent, there's a master plan. And sometimes we turn things upside down and throw things away and, and you know, we really play with it. For us, for us it's fun and, and so... We really want to uh, to do kick us stuff, and, and uh, at, at a certain moment, if I think if won't be able to do it, this will become really boring. So, so expect the unexpected.
0: All right, so Cyberpunk 2077 is sounding good in comparison to Witcher 3. I'm hearing all the right things that I need to hear from a developer on this new game, on the amount of storyline, the amount of immersion, the content release. While they can't say everything that I would like to know, they are saying a lot of the right things. But what about scale? Will the scale of Cyberpunk 2077, in terms of narrative and storyline and game experience be similar to Witcher 3? So actually,
1: we had uh, had this question asked a lot, and as the game is... not finished, it's It's, it's really hard to give you a number. And also, um, I think, first of all, it will be huge, so no shortcuts here, for sure. And then the exploration is not only vertical, but horizontal uh, with the magazines. So, actually, we'll have to have things really close to be able to to, to make any calculations and then it will highly depend on the gameplay style. So, uh, it will be probably Different when you'll be just butchering uh, through uh, with with a strong solo, and, and just shooting your way through the game, and it will be different when, when you'll be hacking uh, uh, as a netrunner. So 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 very different experience. Like a dialogue
0: perspective, do you have a sense of like how much story? Yeah, there? It's,
1: it's huge. I think, yeah. Witcher rich kind of stories. So, yeah. yeah.
0: Witcher Three is my first experience with CDPR, as I said earlier. Using that as a base model. For comparison, helped put a universe like uh, Cyberpunk 2077, which again, not a game I would normally be drawn to, into perspective. While I anticipated CDPR would continue living up to the narrative story driven legacy, it was relieving to hear those words directly from Marcin. It's been about eight months since I've revisited Witcher 3 a game that was released back in 2015. Admittedly, three years is enough time for me, and I feel many gamers, uh, minds to wander and lead them down perhaps a skeptical path. With the landscape of development changing faster than ever, content consumption speed is at an all-time high, and the whimsical interests, I think, of gamers It's only natural to be skeptical. Developers can fall all too easily into the ping-pong-like back and forth, one extreme to the other. Uh, We've seen the Battle Royale train, have we not? Marson did a nice job, in my opinion, highlighting CDPR's continuity since the inception of CDPR and its commitment to doing what they're best at. Story driven narratives that deeply connect with gamers. Sitting in on CDPR's talk was a real pleasure and it opened up a game to me, Cyberpunk 2077, that without seeing that talk, I wouldn't have bought it, to be honest. Again, not my kind of game. And I figured there might be other folks out there that are gamers like me that loved Witcher 3, but maybe Cyberpunk 2077 didn't appeal to them. Hopefully, you're just as excited about it now as I am. Our E3 coverage continues with some more special episodes that will be uploaded this week. So don't forget to follow us on Twitter at mli games to submit your questions or comments. How do you feel about Cyberpunk 2077? And if you only played Witcher 3, did this episode help bring a little hype to you about Cyberpunk 2077? I would love to know. In the meantime, have a wonderful day, and keep an eye out in your feeds. There's more E3 2019 news coming your way from My Life in Games. Have a good one, everybody.